Welcome to Catch the Craze Podcast. I'm your host with the most Sam the Crazy Man Vera. And George is not with me tonight, but we have a special guest. We have Gregory Martin, aka Mr. Nice Guy, coming on the show. So without further ado, let's get it. <laughs> Welcome to Catch the Craze Podcast. I'm your host with the most of the crazy man, Vera. And tonight, George is on hiatus. George had to work late, so I will be running this ship tonight. And uh, we have a very special guest. Um, his name is Gregory Martin. And I met him, I believe, at the Dallas Fan Festival. We were uh, neighbors. Um, he was right to my left at the Comic-Con. And uh, so uh, I was like, hey, yo, I'd love to have you on the show. He's a fantastic artist, and we're going to talk to him about what he does and his journey in illustration and what his plans are for the new year. So it's going to be a fantastic conversation. Um, but before we begin, if you're new to the show, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe, hit that like button, share it. Let the people know where you get the show from, Cast the Craze Podcast. We are a host for Indies by Indies. When we grow, the indie community grows, and your support goes a long way. And I want to say thank you to the newest three subscribers this week on the channel. Uh, we appreciate you. Unfortunately, I can't call you out because your accounts are private. So I don't know who you are, but whoever you are, I see you. I know you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, But when you subscribe to Cast the Craze, you know, Occasionally, we have raffles for subscribers, and if we don't know who you are, we can't put you into the raffle um, to win some really cool swag. So, you know, you might want to just keep that uh, account unlocked so that way we can know who you are so we can actually uh, reward you um, when the time comes. So we do appreciate that. But yesterday, yesterday was a fantastic day. Yesterday, I just want to say thank you, everybody who showed up for the live launch party for the Kickstarter for book number four of Disney in my toilet. Because of you, we got funded in one hour. In one hour, you guys made it happen. I want to say thank you to Aurelis and her kids. Um, the testimonials that you provided um, really, really warmed my heart. I truly, truly appreciate you. You know, uh, Lori Kakatera, I mean, she made my cheeks hurt. The way she was expressing her admiration for duty and the series, I mean, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more. That was just fantastic. Sarah Cook for joining last night. And uh, Paul Gomez and Dylan, thank you so much. Michael San Martino for sending in those selfies with your kids. I truly appreciate you guys. You know, we're currently now at 20 backers. 
And um, you know, and we're we're trending, we're, we're heading that way. Woo woo, what's up, a red list in the house? Uh, and we're heading that way. So we're at 20 backers, and I think we're at 134%. Um, so we're on our way to start unlocking that first stretch goal. And we have some really cool swag, and I really want to give you some free stuff. So, you know, help spread the word. Tell your friends, um, you know, get the word out there about there's an alien in my toilet. You know, you know somebody who loves comedy. You know somebody who has kids. Um, you know, th this is a great uh, series for them. Um, and you're not too old to be young and laugh. You know, if you liked Alf, if you liked, you know, Marvin the Martian, if you like E.T., uh, if you grew up, if you're an old fogey like me and you grew up with Too Close for Comfort and uh, you saw Cosmic Cow, uh, if you like the Muppets, you know, you know, Loud House, you know, today trending. If you like Loud House, Duty has similar comedy to Loud House. So you'll enjoy Duty. Um, so hit that link. I put the link in the summary. Head over to Kickstarter, subscribe. And we got some new things. You know, I, I got uh, a couple of podcasters reached out to me today and they're like, hey, do you have a podcast bundle? So, yes, I made it as an add-on tier. So there is an add-on for if you want to promote your Kickstarter, if you want to promote your comic book, if you want to promote the fact that you're going to be in a convention, it's a sponsorship tier and it's a huge discount, right? So for $50, that's $90 savings because a, a, an episode sponsorship is $35 and you're getting four episodes. That means you provide a 30 second commercial and we will play it one a week for a month, promoting your Kickstarter, promoting whatever it is that you're doing and drive traffic to you. And we provide the links directing people to who you are. So it's an add-on. It's on the Kickstarter right now. It was uh, It's backed by popular demand. I had it on the last um, Kickstarter. I didn't have it on this one. And then uh, I got called out on it. So it's added there. And um, not only that, but we're down to just three. Three limited edition six-inch figures. So if you're a duty fan, if you're a collector, you know, these are limited. You're not going to see this resin anywhere else. We're, when I get time to produce it, they'll be smaller um, and they won't be in this, this form. So this resin, it's a virgin resin. You get to paint it yourself. comes with the homage cover book and the sticker. So it's a six-inch resin. You get the variant cover and the sticker of duty as a soldier. And that's the variant cover to Sergeant Rock. So there's three left. And it ends tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if there's any available after 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, whatever's remaining the price goes up to 150. So you want to take advantage of this price at $100? Uh, well, you can. There's only three left. Um, get that added. Remember, it's not a toy. It's you know, it's to be displayed. So you can't just throw it around. It's not rubber. It's a resin. That means if you drop it, you can damage it. So you don't want to do that. Uh, I know because I had a resin. Um, what is it? Cyberforce figure, and I dropped it, and that bad boy just cracked, and I was so mad. And it was one of those 18 inch tall. Um, cyber force figures. And I was just, oh, I was horrible. Um, all right. So what else is going on? So we had a great Kickstarter launch party last night. We had a fabulous time, you know, and uh, tomorrow morning, you're going to join us, George and I, uh, 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Morning Brew. We'll be back. We'll be talking about a whole lot of topics, including the one from the Crazy Nintendo Less, where you don't know what to work on. How about working on yourself? If you haven't seen that episode, head over to the channel. Watch that episode. It's a great episode if you're trying to figure out what your avenue is and where 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 you fit in in the scheme of things. So check out that episode. If you don't know what to work on, work on yourself. And if you haven't done so already, check out the Art of Samuel on YouTube. 
Every week is a new episode. This week's episode that's running right now, it's quick solutions for art storage. I had a problem with space in my closet for all my art and supplies, and uh, I found a solution, an affordable solution. So you want to check that out. It is fantastic. Um, the channel's growing nicely. I mean, I started the channel back up in the first week of December with 40 subscribers, and now we're almost at 200. So thank you for everybody who subscribed to the art channel. I truly, truly appreciate you. Uh, thank you to the followers on TikTok, uh, on Reddit, on Tumblr. I mean, I've been getting a lot of love for the illustrations, so I appreciate every single one of you out there. Uh, thank you so much. And again, if you haven't done so already, check out this in my toilet on Kickstarter right now. Make your pledge. Get your copy. You want to laugh? You're going to laugh. It's going to be a fantastic series for you to um, to laugh. So without, with that said, without further ado, since George is not here and we're not going to be doing the Get Your Med segment, I'm going to bring in our guest, you know, his, yeah, Mr. Nice Guy. And I'm like, all right, you know, what's so nice about you, buddy? We're going to find out right now. We're going to bring him on and um, we're gonna, I'm going to play this commercial. Who's this? Yo, Gilly in the house. What's up? Um, I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the the the, the testimonial from Team Aurelis, uh, and then I'm gonna bring the the our guest in. So we're gonna play. I like getting into because he goes on crazy adventures. He's funny. He says funny bad words, and he dresses up as crazy stuff like Santa and other stuff. I have. I have Scooby-Doo duty, and I have Batman duty, but my favorite one is Batman, and I like Batman because he's powerful and I love him. And and I like Hermes, I like Duty's dog, Hermie. So I really like Alien White Twilight because I also have the picture of him as John Snow Duty, and he is with Herman in the picture, and I really love that he tries to make friends and goes on adventures and explores Earth, but he can never really find something good. That's awesome. What's up, Mr. Nice Guy? Welcome to Cast the Craze Podcast. Hey, how's it going? Good. You look like you had an expo. Yeah, what? That, that setup is awesome. <laughs> I yeah, I found it so off some of my stuff and everything. I'm always trying to get into different expos and everything and stuff. So, so. That's fantastic. Yeah, trying to get into a few here and everything. Awesome, awesome. So uh, before we begin, let everybody know who you are and what you do. Yes, of course. Um, I'm Mr. Nice Guy, um, Gregory Martin. Um, yeah, I'm the artist. That's who I am. <laughs> All right. So we met at, I think, Fan Festival. Um, I believe that's where we met. And uh, so, yes, you know, yes, we did. yes. And uh, so, you know, um, I, let's I want to go back before we go forward. So let's talk about your journey into illustration. How did you get into illustration? Who were your influences and and, and how have they made an impact in, in your journey? Yes, definitely. Um, I've been drawing for pretty much most of my life now. Um, drawing as long as I could remember. Um, I remember in elementary school, um, I was really into artwork, but I was in band at the same time as well. And I was ready to pursue a band a little bit more. And I didn't know this, but my art teacher had gone to my mom and she was like, you better make sure that your son pursues art. 
So long story short, my mom, she's like, you're not going to do band anymore. You're doing art. And I was like, mom, I want to keep on doing band. And she's like, I don't care. You're doing art. So <laughs> thank you, mom. She made me continue with my artwork and everything. Um, but I guess I got busy with life and everything, went off to college, got a job, uh, moved up the ladder, ladder of my job and stuff, stopped doing artwork for years. And then one of my friends at the time, um, she figured out that I did artwork, or I used to do artwork. And the story that I have on my business cards, and I always tell everybody, like November 2020, I was challenged to get back into artwork, just create two, two pieces of artwork um, a, every month. And I started doing that and I was like, wow, I can't believe I stopped doing artwork for so long. And then just one thing led to another, um, another friend of mine, um, she saw my artwork and she's like, wait, you're not doing anything with to this market. And she, she paid for me to go to the market. And after that, someone else was like, oh, you have to do this. You need to go to a Comic-Con. So just one thing led to another. And here I am now. That's fantastic. So now your, your story is similar to a lot of artists, right? You know, so reality sometimes takes over our ambition and dream, right? So what was yeah. the shift when you decided to go to college and to school? You know, what was your major and, how, you know, and why did you choose that over becoming an art major or if you weren't an art major? Yeah, um, I wanted to meet in art and everything, um, but at the time, um, my father, he paid for my bachelor's degree. Um, I paid for everything else. But um, he told me he would pay me to go to school. I'm not going to be able to make a living off of that. And my dad, he had intentions and everything and stuff. But um, went to school, didn't um, I majored in youth ministries and communication um, for my bachelor's. And then my master's degree, I got, um, got in educational leadership. And then I, I'm what you call it all but dissertation. I went to college to go get my doctoral degree and stopped right at the doctoral, um, uh, the, the dissertation. So wow. did school for a long time, um, worked in education for a while, um, currently working full-time in a foster care. Um, the art stuff is just part-time as of now, but um, I enjoy working with kids as well. So like half my artwork kind of geared towards kids. Um, I'll do SpongeBob related stuff or superheroes. Uh, and then, in the art studio now, they're always like going to my art desk and checking out my artwork that I have. Right. That's fantastic. I mean, so let's talk about that. So you're, you're in school. Were you ever thinking about illustration because you put it on pause for a minute? Was it always on the back of your mind? Um, yeah, it was something that was in the back of my mind. Um, I didn't think I would be pursuing it the way I am right now. Um, when I was younger, I wanted to... My childhood dream was to be a comic book author or a graphic novel or something involving art. And I kind of just lost that um, in school, but it was something that always stuck with me. Um, I remember doing Big Brothers, Big Sisters. There's a program called Art Buddies. And the buddy that I was paired with, um, I did art with him all the time. So it was something that was always around, but I just kind of got put to the back burner with over a period of time. But it was something that always just kind of stuck around. So I never just completely stopped doing it. Wow. So when you decided to go to go that route with your education, were you, was the plan always to work with the youth? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, since high school, um, I've always enjoyed working with you. Um, it's always been something that um, even if I do 
my artwork, I'm still going to do something with youth. Right. So what is it about that experience that you find rewarding? Um, I think it's just making the difference in children's and youth's life and everything, seeing the progress that they can make. I mean, I work in foster care. Um, there's some pretty intense situations that happen every now and then. Um, been called every single name in the book you could think of when they're escalating and having issues. Um, I've had all kinds of crazy stories um, and just different events. But at the end of the day, it's just great seeing um, the progress that they make and seeing them succeed once they're out of the foster care and becoming adults. Right. That's fantastic. Because when we met, I mean, you have a very positive aura, a really positive demeanor. You know, how does that benefit you in that environment where things are never the same and sometimes it can go left? Uh, um, I think I keep my cool, actually, because there's some very crazy moments that do ha happen. And if I don't keep your cool composure, you're going to have situations pop up where, um, I don't know, if you don't keep your cool, they're going to feed into it and the situation is going to get a lot more intense. Uh, you got to... Right. Maintain, as you said, that positive aura and everything as you go into everything. Now, was that a, a trait, a skill that you learned through experience or through a mentor or through just, you know, um, it was part of the playbook? You know, how did you because sometimes, you know, human beings, right, you react. First instinct is to react. The first uh -huh. instinct is to defend yourself. Right. So but when you're in a yeah, position yeah. of influence. You know, when you're in a position of influence, what you you're on stage. So, how did you, what was some of those lessons mm -hmm. that you learned that made you realize that what you do at that moment is going to be significant, and you really have to make sure you check yourself before you get caught up in something that you can't control. Um, I think I have my parents to thank for that. Um, my mom used to always call me the gentle giant, but I definitely remember having some minor issues when I was a kid here and there and everything. <laughs> and I think just it's kind of learned as you go along with the job and everything. Um, there's, again, definitely been some escalated situations where I've had to remind me myself to keep my cool or just, it, it gets crazy every now and then. <laughs> so it, it comes with time. Right. So now how do you detox? How do you recalibrate from an experience that might have been adverse for you? And, you know, and, and you know, when you walk away and you're going mm -hmm. home, how do you not take it home? Um, I think my artwork helps out a lot with it, actually. Um, but yeah, my artwork definitely helps out a lot with it. Um, the foster care that I work at, I actually live at at the same time also. So it's kind of hard to escape it because I live at the facility where I work. So I got to be able to have that outlet. So um, I have more than just artwork for my artwork, um, for my outlet. I enjoy going to the movies. I go to the gym all the time. Um, every now and then I'll take some of the kids that I work with, with me to the gym. But artwork is definitely a major outlet of mine. At the end of the night, um, I got the keys to the art studio. I just let myself into the art studio and I just go to town on some artwork. <laughs> That's awesome. So now a lot of times, at least in my experience, the trigger, the influence came from when I was a kid, 
you know, the first experience of me being an illustrator, and I'm dating myself, so yeah, uh, uh, for everybody out there, yeah. it was um, Captain Kangaroo, right? And so on television, Captain Kangaroo would wow. say, all right, kids, we need to draw a bridge on the TV to get to the other side. And so I would take a crayon on the, on the television screen. And um, so that was my big, that was nice. the <laughs> stage of the, you know, the, the, that influenced me to be an illustrator. What was it for you? Dragon Ball Z. I will <laughs> say it was Dragon Ball Z and I'll go record saying it's still the best anime to this day. But if it wasn't for Dragon Ball Z, I probably wouldn't be doing art because I remember watching that as a kid and being just like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. I want to try drawing this stuff. And I just started drawing Dragon Ball Z stuff every day. I remember making my own little comic book. So it was Dragon Ball Z that got me into artwork. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So it got you into artwork. What was your first step? So you said, All right, I want to do that. So what were your first steps? And, and you know, you know, when we're teaching ourselves, when you were young, we don't re recognize mm -hmm. when, whatever we're putting on paper is going to look the form to others, right? Because we, we you know, we draw big heads, yeah. small hands. So, you know, what was that initial process for you? And then how did it evolve from that point on? Um, I think I just started drawing Z every day. And I was just like, oh, wait, I want to start doing my own stuff and everything. And then, again, I have my mom to thank for pushing me into artwork and everything. Um, I took art classes all throughout all elementary, middle school, of course, but then high school, um, really started developing my skills and got into APS, or pre-AP art class and AP art class. And my art teacher, uh, Miss Fox, wherever she is at, at God bless her, <laughs> she definitely a strict teacher. I remember she taught me so much stuff, but I was a clown and I almost got kicked out of that art class. Um, one of my other friends, she, was, she used to sit next to me all the time. And one day she just stared and my art teacher got into this big old spill, just like, um, this is a pre AP art class, the college level art class. I am teaching y'all to be artists and I'm not afraid to kick out in and out of my classroom. And she looked at me as I as she said that, it's like, ooh, I need to get my stuff together because my mom will kill me. <laughs> but um, yeah, she really challenged me to, um, just really develop my skills as an artist. And when I, I guess when I pick stuff back up, when I challenge to do an art piece every two months, um, I, to this day, continually study, try pushing myself and try learning different new skills. Um, my main medium that I use is Prismacolor, but I also edit all my artwork on Adobe Illustrator, um, try doing different things to challenge myself, like Inktober. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of that, but that's a challenge that happened. So I'm always looking at different ways where I could challenge myself and learn. I think as an artist, we just got to keep learning and pushing ourselves. Isn't Inktober like um, run by like Jake Parker? Isn't he involved in um, Inktober? You know, I honestly don't know who it's run by. That's a good question. I have no clue. <laughs> Yeah, because I think it's Jake Parker. He's a fantastic illustrator. You know what? I appreciate what you just did when you acknowledge the teacher. And most people forget to acknowledge the people that influence our journey, right? You know, we all have that. You know, for me, it was Mrs. Yeah. Brody in the fifth grade because I couldn't, I couldn't add or subtract for nothing in the fifth grade when I moved from one borough to I went from the hood to a nice community. And when I got to the community, I was dumb as a doornail. Yeah. 
And and she took me under the whole wing and she tutored me. And because of that, at the end of the year, I had the highest score in the, in, in my in my grade. Um, but she didn't just cast me aside. Yeah, and, and, and and they make a significant impact in your life. And when you acknowledge these, you know, you know, I wish I had the opportunity to go back to her. But I, you know, my sister told me that she passed. I wish I had the opportunity to say thank you so yeah. much because of you. You know, you gave me the confidence. So that kudos to you for acknowledging mm -hmm. your teacher. So now oh, yes. you went to school, you got your degree, you have a career. Now mm -hmm. you're, 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 the people in your life saying, hey, what are you doing? You should be illustrating. There's got to be a struggle yeah. mentally, right? There's got to be a struggle because reality, you're paying the bills because you're doing what you went to school for to get an education. Yeah. But then, then you're like, mm -hmm. ah, this, this, this. Can I really do anything in that arena that I walked away from? So tell me about that struggle yeah. and then what made you decide to move forward? It is definitely a struggle. Um, yeah, I struggle with that actually every day. Like I went to school for years. I, again, I'll call, I'm called what you, I'm called all about dissertation. I literally, I just need to do the dissertation I mean, Dr. Martin, but um, that <laughs> That's dissertation is a pain. But besides <laughs> that, um, it is a struggle. Um, I've worked in foster care about um, off paper, 11 years, on paper, eight years. Um, and then I was a teacher for five years. Um, so I went to school for all of that. Um, and then at times it does get frustrating because um, I do really want to pursue my artwork and I really want to do something with it. Um, I don't know. It is a struggle because there's also the kids that I work with and everything. Um, so they do worry. The kids personally worry. Just like, oh, Mr. Greg, are you going to leave us one day? Um, and right. I try reminding them. It's, I want to encourage you guys um, as you go up and return, um, to not just be stuck and complacent. Things will happen in life. Things, um, you will change. Um, changes will come your way. So I'm trying to live that out as an example as well. Um, sometimes it's harder than others, but um, I try teaching them to pursue what they love. And what I love is art. So I'm trying to answer that out right now. Sometimes it's harder. Some days it's harder than other days. Absolutely. I mean, we all know that. I mean, that's why they call them starving artists, right? Um, you know, because it's a t it's a tough nut to crack in, yeah. <laughs> in this game. <laughs> you know, um, so now you made the decision to go for it. Where did you start? So that you know, you said, "All right, today's the day. I'm going to get back into the game." What was the starting point, and and why that that route? Um, I think the starting point was just actually that challenge. You know, I was challenged um, to complete two pieces of artwork. A month. Um, originally, I just started as a challenge. It's like, oh yeah, I could complete two pieces of artwork a month. I think the original deal, um, she had told me that if I don't stick to the challenge, like if I mess up once, I would have to cook her like dinner for like a whole week. And I was like, bet, then you'd have to cook me dinner for a whole week. And you know what? I never did get that dinner. I stuck to the challenge for a whole year and I never get, did get dinner from her. <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. Uh, I did stick to the challenge and just opened up the doors for more other, for other things. So I walked away from comics for 10 years. 
And I found when I got back into mm -hmm. the game that I was a little apprehensive and I had anxiety about because I was rusty when it came to illustration, right? And and so mm -hmm. it, it it was it I it felt like I had to learn the skills all over again because um, I was just off. Yep. And so what what how I got through it was what you just said. I, I was drawing every day, so I did a a a online stream illustrate and I decided to do it live in front of an audience. So this way, if mm -hmm. I screwed up, I screwed up live and it would force me to really work on my craft. So what made you decide, Hey, I'm going to do two drawings a day, two drawings a day. And then, and then what were some of the things that you wanted to focus on as an illustrator? Because I know for me, it was about anatomy. What was your focus when you said, I'm mm -hmm. getting back, I'm going to do two illustrations a day. What do I want to master during this process? Yeah. Um, well, at first, I just the two illustrations or two drawings a day. I was like, okay, I just want to get it out of the way. And then as I got more into it, I was like, oh, I've really missed doing artwork and everything. And then as I started going, getting more into it, I looked at my very first piece and I was like, ooh, I could do so much better than that. So I'm like, like a lot better. Like doing comparison to where I was at two years ago with everything to where I'm at now. It's very inter interesting, but anyways, um, the thing that I wanted to practice or get more honed down was just like, I just, I guess proportion, proportions and everything. Right. And then I do, um, or oh, what's the right word? Um, perspective drawings and right. animation and figures. So I want to get the anatomy and proportions and everything all correct, but I also want to make sure had all the blending and everything correct right. as well. So it's something I just worked on and told myself, okay, I need to con just constantly be in this. So I tried, as I was two drawings every month, there was something I was just focused on, just like, okay, I need to keep on seeing improvements on things. So I, I kind of challenged myself in the end, as besides just getting the two drawings a month done. And that's fantastic because self-reflection, most people have a hard time doing it, right? Really self-assessing. And, you know, because sometimes we're in denial. Yeah. We don't want to admit the fact that we have flaws, right? But it's, it's part of life. Um, so when you, when were, when was that turning yeah. point for you when you said, okay, I looked at what I did previously. I see where my journey is. I'm very, I'm content with where I am now. I'm showing progress. Where was the turning point when you said, now I want to go into the game and I want to do some shows. Actually, my friend used to be a coworker. Like, oh, you need to do some something live. Like, you do all this art out there um, and into the market so she stayed and got me into it I was like oh shoot um if I'm going to be showing my artwork I need to make sure um, I'm constantly improving I'm not going to put something out there that's not going to meet my standards and have people just look at me like funny and everything like oh you're right. trying to sell me this for this price so <laughs> I think that was the big turning point um because I don't want to put some part art out there so <laughs> right so what? So when was it? When were you satisfied enough to say? And then not only that, but how did you determine what shows you wanted to do? Uh, 
Um, well, constantly improving. I'm always seeing artwork and looking back and be like, okay, I can improve this or I could learn this here. And as far as getting into shows, um, I've only worked for about a year now or so, maybe a year and a half. Um, my first Comic-Con I did was Corpus Christi Comic-Con, and that was into art market in San Marcos. Right. And, and just from there, I've just been wanting to look at more and more Comic-Cons and art markets to go to. So I have a list. I'm working on it. Um, so this is to find um, new things to get into. Um, art markets, Comic-Cons. And then actually, I almost forgot about this. I just got into an art studio recently. I'll be having my first um, art exhibit in August. So I'm working on that as well. So I'm always trying to find different things to do. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Um, all right. So you decided okay. you just you're ready for the shows now. Preparation for an art show, especially when you're first getting into the game. How did you know what you would need? How much thought did you give to your presentation? Um, what was that experience like for you? Um, a lot of research. Um, my first um, market I went to, uh, I was not prepared. Um, I had a blast with it, but um, my setup, I had a little, just a little end table with a few pieces of artwork on it. Um, I did good there, enjoyed it, but I wanted to do a little bit more. So when I went to my first Comic-Con in Corpus Christi, um, I thought I was ready for that one. Um, I could have done so much better. <laughs> like, um, it was overwhelming. But I definitely learned a lot, met a lot of amazing people, and I learned from it as well. Um, so every art market or Comic-Con I go to, I just keep on trying to learn and, I guess, step up my game if you think that way. Fantastic. So... You just you so talk about that first event that you went to. You just said that you had some pieces and whatever. So what was the reception like? What was some of the takeaways and how did that help you prepare for the next event? Um, some of the takeaways. Um, I think I just really enjoyed getting my artwork out there. Um I ended up enjoying getting out there. Um, learned that I probably need to put my artwork on a few more products. Um, probably do a few more things that people know, um, but I also put my own artwork. So I don't know. I just learned a lot. Um, yeah, I just learned. I learn as I go along. <laughs> so then what, what What was some of the things that you wanted to do differently for your next show? Because was when we were at the fan festival, was, was that set up different from your previous setup and why? Oh yeah, that setup was definitely um, different from my previous setup. Um, I'm always trying to expand on my setups um, and gear it more towards um, the fans that are gonna be at the Comic-Cons or whatever art market I go to. Um, Corpus Christi Comic-Con, um, again, was my first one I had. And I just, I was trying to sell just originals and I had a few stickers. And I think stickers do really, really good at art markets and Comic-Cons, um, especially. So 
I learned I was like, oh, bring up stickers. Oh, right. I need to maybe bring a few more um, key change. Oh, like I try everything geared towards, um, I guess, the audience that's going to be there at the Comic Con. Always trying to um, learn and improve on that. And my setup is always changing as well. Um, I'm already planning for the next few Comic Cons coming up. Going to probably do a little bit more anime and pop culture related stuff, but I'm also going to offer my artwork as well because every now and then somebody sees an original piece of mine. It's like, oh wow, that looks amazing. That's not related to anything. I haven't seen anything original. I want to buy that. Yeah, right. I don't know. You just got to know your yourself as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, what's your plan for 2023? Um, 2023. Ooh, I got signed up for a few um, Comic Cons. I am, let's see, I'm going to the Greater Austin Comic Con in June. I'm trying to get into this Comic called, Con called YumiCon. Um, I've been talking with the person, haven't heard back from him yet. Um, Superhero Comic Con, uh, Carso in July. Um, and then again, I have the art exhibit in August and actually in a few weeks, there's a event, um, through Ekman's car card shop happening in San Antonio. I guess that'll be my first art market. Um, that's in a few weeks. Um, and then I'll be going and doing the regular art markets I do, um, in San Marcos as well. So I already have a lot of stuff planned. Of course, I'm going to do artwork for the Comic-Cons, my original pieces, get stuff ready for my exhibit in August. Um, I'm going to try doing some original my own as well. I've had a few fans and we had the art markets like, oh, you're still looking to doing it. That might be my next step I do on top of all the other stuff I'm doing. Keep myself busy. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So one of the final questions would be like, you know, so how do you balance your time? So that way you, cause you're working full time and, um, and then how, what do you find the time to work on your craft mm. and, and promote what you do? Because, you know, working on it is one thing, promoting it is another. So what do you balance? How do you balance your time? Mm. Um, it's something that I struggle with every now and then. I'm not going to lie because I am a supervisor at the foster care. Um, my hours are pretty long. Um, so I have to be intentional about actually bouncing uh, my time. Um, I make sure I try to take care of myself as much as I can. I go to the gym almost every day. As soon as I'm done with the gym, go into work. Uh, then at the end of the night, I will go into the art studio, do artwork for a few hours then turn around and do the same thing all over again. And then on my days off, I'm adamant about really getting in some artwork and everything. Um, but on top of all of that, um, just got to make sure I take care of myself because I think we live in a society where we try doing too much and we burn ourselves out. So I don't want to do that. Uh, right. I don't know. It's just bounce. Got to work at it. Absolutely. Fantastic. So now where can people find you if people want to get in contact with you? What's your social media handles? Yes, definitely. Um, I post on TikTok. Um, so um, on TikTok, it's going to be Mr. Nice Guys Artwork. And then on Instagram, it's going to be Mr. Nice Guys 
underscore artwork. Um, and then I do have an Etsy that I have. Um, I haven't done that much to it. I'm planning to add more to it eventually. That is going to be Mr. Nice Guy's art shop. And then check, um, email me, ask questions. It's going to be mrniceguys.email.com. Fantastic. Fantastic. Gregory, I mean, I was, I'm glad that you came on the show. I'm sure that we're going to run into each other somewhere in Texas at one of the events. You know, I wish you a lot of success. You're doing a fantastic job with our Definitely. future, with our future generation and the kids. Um, you know, you're a solid guy. You have a great demeanor, positive attitude. I was glad you came on the show and you're always welcome back down the road. You got an event you want to promote. Just hit me up, you know, and uh, you, there's always a spot here on Cast of Craze. And I wish you a lot of success. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me tonight. I definitely want to come back again. You got it, buddy. Have a nice night. Thanks. You too. All right, so that was Gregory Martin on Cast Craze podcast. Again, the links will be in the summary. Go check it out. If you want to go um, and uh, get in contact with Gregory and some of the shows that he's going to do, go and check it out. Hit the links in the summary. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the channel. You know, begin. Again, when we grow, the indie community grows. And I say I want to thank you to the newest subscribers. Um, we're up to 660 subscribers. We appreciate you. Again, when we grow, the indie community grows. So uh, thank you all so much for watching Cast the Craze podcast tonight. George and I will be back in the morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Morning Brew with the Crazy Crew. And we're going to have a lot to talk about. So join us. We'd love to have you there. It's a, a lively conversation about pop culture, what's trending. And also, we're going to be following up on the topic you don't know what to work on. How about working on yourself? Right? You can never lose when you gamble on you. Um, and, uh, anytime, buddy, have a nice evening. And, uh, you, you know, again, you know, it's, um, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe in affirmations, right? Every day I wake up in the morning and I say, you know, when I was in retail and I was responsible for teams, I'd say, you know, you're a great coach. You're an inspirational coach. You're, you're an empathetic leader. You know, all these things to convince myself that I was those things because subconsciously, the more you repeat these things to yourself, what happens is in your back of your mind, you, there's a mechanism that happens that says, well, I need to start educating myself and training myself to become those things. So that means you start reading books or you start looking for mentors and you start absorbing information to become that better leader, right? So it's not going to happen overnight. It takes time. It's a journey. It's a process. So join us on third tomorrow morning as we deep dive into that um, aspect of really self-development and self-exploration. It's going to be fantastic. And I know you're like, so Sam, this is comics. You're getting deep, but that's what it's all about. It's about the human DNA. It's what we do and how we grow in life. Um, but I do definitely appreciate every single body um, that has joined us tonight and everybody that actually helped get us funded on the Kickstarter. If you haven't done so already, go and get yourself a copy of Disney in my toilet book. Number four, there's a catch up to you. If you never heard of Disney in my toilet and it's the first time backing, you get a physical copy. You get a free print just for coming on. And for a first time backer, you've never backed the books before, you're going to get something free. And all of you that returned for a physical copy, you're going to get that enamel pin 
right here. Here's the enamel pimp, baby. You're going to get this for free um, just for returning and getting a physical uh, place. So I got something for all of you. I appreciate every single one of you. You're helping a, a guy like me, you know, fulfill his dreams. Um, and, you know, you can't ask for anything else. And uh, so check out the Auto Samuel if you haven't done so already. You know, I got a lot of cool stuff on my art channel. And I want to say thank you to the 100 and 60 new subscribers in the past four weeks to my art channel. This is like, what is going on? I appreciate you. You're helping my art channel grow. Um, and so the, every Sunday is a new episode. So I hope to see you there. So with that said, um, thank you, Aurelis. And thank you, Gil Rodriguez, Gilly in the house. Thank you guys for joining. And everybody who's watching silently on YouTube and on Twitch and on uh, Facebook, thank you all for joining us tonight. Join us again tomorrow. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. I'm Sam the Crazy Man Vera. This was an episode of Cast the Craze. I will see you next time. No, I was talking about my friend Aquise. Say my name. Say my name. This is what you were thinking. Oh, you're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze.